This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mukhtar. Last Friday, UMNO purged the party of 44 members and suspended four others over allegations that they undermined the party during GE15. Among the biggest casualties of the cleanse is Kairi Jamaluddin, the once rising star in Malaysia's Grand Ole Party, who just before GE15 boldly stated his ambition to one day become the Prime Minister. Will he become a cautionary tale akin to Icarus flying too close to the sun? Or is this merely a long opening gambit in the chess game of politics? Kairi Jamaluddin, former Minister of Health and once Amno Youth Chief, is in the studio with me this morning. Kairi, thank you for speaking to us, albeit under circumstances that are far from what you would have hoped for the last time we had you here. Thank you, Shazana. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Now, you tweeted your reaction to news of your expulsion from the party at 12.23am on Saturday. How were you notified of the decision? I was notified uh, on social media, just like everyone else. We were waiting for the official statement to be issued by uh, the party HQ. And just after midnight, uh, the Secretary General, Datu Sri Ahmad Maslan, issued the, the press statement saying that I had been sacked. Of course, prior to that, I had friends within the Supreme Council messaging me saying, um, it's over, Chief, you're out. Right, so you had a play-by-play of what was happening in the council room itself, but uh, you didn't receive any formal notification, any formal um, alert apart from the media announcement. No, so just uh, just to explain this, uh, just like any other organisation, there is a due process to be followed. And for disciplinary matters, you need to send out a show-cost letter and allow the person uh, their day in front of the disciplinary board where they can explain and answer uh, the accusations against them. That uh, never took place. I received no letter. I was not asked to present myself in front of the disciplinary board. I was uh, unilaterally and summarily dismissed by the Supreme Council. I'm going to come back to the due process point, but let's talk about the reasons why you were fired, supposedly, uh, based on the statement by the leadership. Um, According to UMNO Information Chief Isham Jalil, your comments during the GE50 campaign, particularly where you said um, UMNO uh, has lost its way, and painting yourself essentially as the party's saviour, this was harmful to the party's reputation, and uh, this this could have cost other candidates a chance in the election. I mean, do you think this is a fair charge? I don't think it's fair at all. I was trying to say that there are better days ahead for UMNO. I was trying to say that that I represented a new generation that wanted to revive and reform UMNO. And I don't see how that positive messaging of um, understanding the public's disenchantment with UMNO and wanting to restore the credibility of the grand old party, as you said, as something that is negative. And you have to remember that I was contesting in an urban area in which we have been uncompetitive for many, many years. And that is precisely the sort of vision that they wanted to see. My point was not against the party. My point was not against the party membership. But my point was against the party leadership. Uh, So perhaps on that score, there was criticism, but it was certainly not to run down 
the party um, in in the general election. Mm-hmm. It was more giving hope to people who had uh, lost trust with AMNO that there was hope and that we could give our support to AMNO. You're the highest profile member to be sacked <coughs> outright. Tan Sri Noh Omar was initially suspended, allegedly, for 15, 16 counts of election sabotage against the party, which he then opted to terminate his membership. Uh, we have Datuk Sri Shamuddin on the Sembrong MP, who was suspended for six years for allegedly engineering the signing of SDs in support of Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin as Prime Minister. So why do you think you were fired um, while others weren't for actions that were similar or had even worse bearing on the party? I don't know why there's a distinction uh, between me and Noma. Uh, he was initially suspended, but he was at the Supreme Council meeting because he was still a member. I'm not a member. Hisham is not a member. And rather than being suspended, no said, you might as well expel me, which is the right thing to do, because if you're suspended, you're in a sin bin. You can't do anything. <clears throat> you can't contest for positions. Uh, and essentially, you are neutered within the party. So I think No made the right decision to just say, you might as well just expel me. And uh, apparently Zahid told him to get out. And um, the distinction between me and Hisham, that's quite clear. I have no um, cachet for, uh, for Amno in, in parliament. I'm not a member of parliament. Uh, I think if uh, Hisham was not a member of parliament, he would have been uh, expelled as well. But because uh, Zahid needs those numbers to prop up the government, uh, he can't afford to uh, expel Hisham. By the way, uh, no, they said no had 15 charges. I saw the the um, show cause letter, only three charges. So we don't know where all these additional charges came from. We don't know where all these accusations uh, came from. As I said, it was unilateral. It was not even a consensus. It was not um, a consensus uh, by the Supreme Council. In fact, more people spoke out against the sacking and the and the suspension then supported it. So he received a show cause letter even while you didn't? He did, but he was asked to present himself today. Mm. But he was sacked on Friday. So we don't know what happened to due process. Kari, what does it say that former President um, Datuk Sri Najib Raza, who was convicted of corruption by the highest court and in the land and imprisoned, remains a member of UMNO to this day? Well... If you look at the AMNO uh, constitution, if you are charged in court, you have to vacate your uh, position. And um, we know that uh, that was not adhered to in the case of uh, Dr. Sri Najib, especially when you look at his position as the head of uh, Pekan division. So there does exist <clears throat> double standards within the party and the application of the constitution based on the individual and based on whether or not that individual is supportive or useful to the party leadership. I want to come back to the question of due process. So you and others that have been punished have railed against the lack of due process and meeting out these penalties. I think every high-profile member expelled from UMNO previously has complained about the exact same thing. So this is a long-standing problem, but disciplinary procedures wasn't an issue you were publicly vocal about until the problem actually befell you. So, I mean, are these aberrations in due no, process that, that, acceptable when the leader <clears throat> is someone that you are aligned with? No, that's not, that's not true. Um, I think in previous cases, perhaps not publicly, but we have always, and I have always... 
um, said during meetings, whether during the Supreme Council or the management meetings, which I was part of, that due process must be adhered to, that we cannot summarily dismiss uh, people because this is natural justice within the party. Um, if you are taking away the rights of that member, if you are expelling the member, then he must have his day in front of the disciplinary board or he must have his day in front of court, so to speak. Uh, so I know that comment came from uh, Zaid uh, Ibrahim saying that uh, no one uh, kicked up a fuss when he was uh, thrown out. Maybe not publicly, but we certainly did say that anybody who falls foul of disciplinary rules um, has a right to explain themselves. Okay, so at least behind closed doors, if not in the open, you say that you've always called for due yes. process. And you've pointed this out in expulsions of Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin, for example, yeah. or even for Zaid sure. Ibrahim himself, Tan yes. Sri Anwar Musa. Yep. Now, one columnist, Jocelyn Tan, described the culling on Friday as the night of the long knives. <laughs> Does this culling shatter any illusions that UMNO is a party based on democracy, especially since we've talked of before that due process has been an issue in the party in the past? It's very sad because we always, and I've been loyal to Amno right up till the end. And I still consider myself an Amno person. Uh, and for the party to descend to this um, is extremely sad and disappointing for me. Whatever one thinks of Amno, we have always prided ourselves on being a party that was open as far as um, electoral contests within the party is concerned, allowing people to uh, run for positions within the party. And one thing that Najib did, which was good, was to even expand the suffrage uh, of people who voted for the top leadership from just the delegates at PWTC to hundreds and thousands of delegates at the division level across the country. And that made for a much more democratic party. And if you look at the last presidential elections, yes, I lost to Zahid, but I got more than 60 divisions. And if you combine the popular vote of Tunku Razali and I, we had much more uh, votes than Zahid. So in that sense, AMNO was always an open party as far as uh, electoral contests go. Of course, from time to time, you will have advisory statements saying don't contest for number one, number two, uh, but not to the extent of passing a motion and saying it's barred for you to contest for the presidency and the deputy presidency. Okay. I'm speaking to Kairi Jamaluddin, former member of UMNO, on the circumstances surrounding his expulsion from the party on Friday. When we come back, what's next for the once PM hopeful? Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. Thanks for staying tuned to The Breakfast Grill. I'm speaking to Kairi Jamaluddin, former Minister of Health and a member of UMNO for 23 years before he was expelled on Friday by the UMNO Supreme Council for alleged disciplinary violations. Now, Kairi, we were talking earlier about the um, push that you made for the top two posts to be contested. You made no secret of your um, intention to contest this post. Before JE15, you spoke very confidently about the potential for reform in UMNO, especially um, if you were to take the helm and you spoke about how you could feel there was an undercurrent of change in the party. Um, you were convinced. After the events of the GA and over the weekend, I mean, do you still hold that same view? 
I'm less sanguine about uh, Amno's prospects for the future because for us, for Amno, us, <laughs> for Amno to have come back from the disastrous electoral performance, it would have had to require a complete overhaul, starting with its leadership, and that would have necessitated the top two positions in uh, being contested uh, during the party election. And we know that that's not going to happen now. And we know that the voices of dissent, uh, especially those who were vocal, mine, uh, Nohoma, uh, Anwar Musa, we've all been dismissed. Kairi, maybe the point is you you were just outnumbered in the party. At the General Assembly, the motion for the top two posts to be uncontested, it was voted through. So uh. maybe you are the minority, actually. First of all, we have to distinguish between the central delegates at the assembly and the grassroots. I still believe that the grassroots, those in the 191 divisions and 15,000 plus odd branches across the country, wanted a contest. How can you not want a contest? You're left with 26 seats in parliament. Amno went from, as you said, uh, the dominant grand old party of Malaysia, uh, to just one small party that has uh, been completely obliterated and decimated at the last election. So uh, the natural thing to do would be to say, OK, let's open and see who can restore our fortunes. That's just logical. And, and that was not allowed. Uh, and then the coming part- back to the assembly, um, when uh, the motion was amended... They were, the, the, the top two positions not being contested was not in the original motion. But when it was read by the delegate from Negri Smilan, from the Rimbau division, my old division, and again, I criticize Mat Hassan because uh, he, there's a huge conflict of interest there. He's the deputy president. And yet the delegate from his own division inserted this new uh, sentence within the motion saying that the top two is not to be contested. He was booed. He was roundly uh, booed by the delegates. Something happened overnight, and I and again, people said that this the, uh, this was also grounds for my expulsion. We know for a fact that um, non uh, delegates were ushered into the hall uh, on the second day uh, to stand around and to shout uh, their support when the motion was asked to be. Uh, voted on. Is this a voice vote? Was this the is a voice vote. I have to explain vote. to people because a lot of people, especially some of your listeners, don't understand how what happens at the AMNO AGM. It's not a secret ballot. It's a voice vote. It's a voice vote. I mean, it's it's a rowdy voice vote. Um, not even like parliament. You know, you, in parliament, you you know who's there. You know who's a member of parliament. This is, it's a it's a hall. You don't know who's an observer. You don't know who's a delegate. I know for a fact that non-delegates were in there whipping up support uh, for the motion. And, um, and there is a certain chemistry within the hall that once that happens, everyone just goes with the, with the flow. And that's what took place. So I, I, I will doubt that uh, the majority of members outside would have agreed. And I would also um, cast aspersions on what happened within the hall itself. So you say that the vote on the motion was rigged. I mean, I'm wondering why you did that. It was padded. It certainly was padded. 
Why it, haven't you lodged a complaint? You chose instead to take the matter to social media, which is useful for causing a stir. But does it actually resolve anything? Who do you complain to? You're complaining to the very institution that uh, padded and rigged this uh, vote. You've lauded members for reporting to the Register of Societies, for example. Yes, the Register of Societies is different. I mean, you, you complain to the party secretariat. These are the people responsible for bulldozing the motion through. So the only recourse that we had was ROS. And um, I'm happy that the party members lodged the report against uh, ROS. Uh, and uh, we wait for the Registrar of Societies to make, a, uh, not a ruling, but uh, to advise whether or not the motion uh, is constitutional or not. But as far as I personally am concerned, that's academic because I can't contest anyway. Uh, and um, I hope that uh, if the Registrar of Societies uh, rules in favour of an open contest, saying that the motion is unconstitutional, somebody could step up to to run for the presidency. But most of the leading contenders have either been expelled or neutered. So that's it. I think it's checkmate. Are you planning to appeal this decision, Kyrie? Again, no, because um, appealing means appealing against the, the same entity that uh, has um, <clears throat> unilaterally and summarily executed me from the, <laughs> from the party. So there's no point. I, I, I discussed the matter with uh, Noh. Uh, and we said, uh, and, and also Sharil, and um, what's the point of appealing? They're, they're intent on um, on throwing us out or, or keeping us in the sin bin. Mm. Now, although there's been an outpouring of support for you on social media, the upper echelons of the party that remain in the good graces of the leadership have been largely silent in the public eye, with the exception perhaps of Datuk Sri Ismail Sabri, who disagreed uh, with the decision or the manner in which it was taken in an Instagram post. Do you feel abandoned by senior members of the party over this matter? I don't feel abandoned because um, this is just the way it is. Everyone tends to fall in line. Um, they have their own personal interests to uh, look out for. This is politics after all. Um, I do appreciate the private messages of support. Um, Who have you received private messages of support yeah, from? Members of the Supreme Council. Uh, saying that uh, it shouldn't have been so, but it is so. <laughs> so uh, it is what it is. Um, I do appreciate uh, Isma Sabri speaking out, and he spoke out publicly and within during the Supreme Council, uh, saying that due process was not adhered to. And being a lawyer, I think that was uh, that was uh, something sensible for him to say. Uh, but. Um, the party moves on. Uh, it's always moved on. I'm not the first expulsion within this party. Um, there have been uh, others who have been expelled. Uh, Dr. Mahade Muhammad, that's uh, Shahnwa Ibrahim, Tan Mahuddin Yassin. I'm not saying that I'm uh, as important as these people, but the party moves on no matter who is expelled. <laughs> Kyrie, ultimately, you took, a, you took a gamble, or several gambles, um, that pitted you in direct opposition to the current party president. I mean, did you miscalculate your chances? Is this the question no, of the I, wrong strategy at the wrong time? I, I don't think so, because um, was it the wrong, were the wrong tactics deployed? I, I, I don't think so. I, look, I have nothing against uh, Zahid personally. I still consider him a, a friend. Uh, he probably doesn't consider me a friend anymore, but uh, I have nothing against him personally. Uh, I just wanted a, a, an open contest because the fact of the matter is that he presided over the most disastrous 
electoral outing for uh, the party. And my point was very simple. Um, if uh, Pala was asked to uh, step down as the president after we lost uh, our two-thirds majority in parliament, if Najib was asked to step down after the 2018 elections, the very least you could have done if you did not want to step down, was at least open up the party election for an open contest and let the members decide. Have you had any, I guess, outreach to Zayed Hamidi since this announcement or even just before it? How have you have you spoken to him? The last time was, was when he jabbed me in the stomach and said that he was ready to fight. That was at the General <laughs> Assembly. So that was, that was and it. And the next day, he wasn't ready to fight. Yeah, that was it. Um. Kyrie, I do want to know whether you regret past decisions or actions that could have affected how you're viewed today. Um, there's no shortage of people who remember your days on the fourth floor at the prime minister's office negatively. I mean, did that set up a foundation, that a path that led you to the position you're at now? Not really. I mean, I don't quite understand uh, what the, the crime is here. Um, it's been many, many years. And had there been any... Uh, serious uh, transgressions, then that would have caught up to be. It's all perception. And perception is something that you have to live with. Okay, so you're not worried that you have a political crosshairs on your back at the moment. I mean, there are several allegations of shady dealings that have shadowed you throughout your very long career in politics. You've denied any wrongdoing, but... Are you expecting the MACC to come knocking at your door? I'm, I'm open to any uh, investigation. This is not the first time I've been out uh, of uh, power. Um, in 2018, when uh, I became the AMNO youth leader, I was put in the sin bin by Najib. Usually the AMNO youth leader would be brought into cabinet for one entire term. I was, uh, I was uh, put in the, um, in the naughty box. Uh, In 2018, of course, uh, after having served as minister for five years, I was out again. Uh, This is the third time I'm I'm down and out. So every time you're down and out, you have uh, a target on your back. Uh, So I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm fine with uh, anything that uh, people want to ask me about my time in power. If you are a minister, you have to make certain decisions. Um, very important decisions, and you have to be accountable for it, whether you are still a minister or not. Uh, so I'm, I stand by any decision that I've made. Okay, I know everyone's wanting to know what's going to happen next for you, Kyrie. Hold that thought. We'll get to that perhaps after the 8.30am news bulletin. But I want to ask you now about... Um, Dato Ahmad Zaid Hamidi and his uh, presence in the government. You say that uh, you still consider him a friend, but um, following what's happened, I'm sure there's no love lost between you. Do you see Zaid Hamidi as a threat to the current government of Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim based on the way he's leading the UMNO party at the moment? Well, I believe that the prime minister requires a stable government and a stable, stable government necessitates him having coalition partners, post-electoral coalition in this case, who can add value to him. Um, And the question that the Prime Minister has to ask himself is whether the AMNO under Zahid is adding value to his government or not. Will this culling exercise hurt AMNO's chances in the state elections, do you think? I don't want to inflate my own personal importance, but uh, I would answer that question by focusing on the decision itself rather than the people that were culled. 
Um, yes, I do think so. Because I think the public has reacted very negatively to the decision uh, made by Zahid. I'm speaking to Kairi Jamaluddin, former member of UMNO, on the circumstances of his expulsion from the party. We will continue this conversation after the 8.30 a.m. news bulletin, so stay tuned to The Breakfast Grill, BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. You're listening to an extended edition of The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar. On the show with me today is Kairi Jamaluddin, former memdo, member of UMNO, who was expelled from the party on Friday. We've been discussing... That sounds so bad. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is the truth. It is the truth, uh, yeah. But, uh, yes. <laughs> We've been discussing what happened within the party, um, what he thinks of the party's chances moving forward. I would like to uh, turn the focus on you now, uh, Kairi. This is something everyone's been asking in your last conversation on BFM with Xiaoning, when she asked you what you'd do if you lost in GE15, you said you'd cross that bridge when it comes. We've reached that bridge, Kyrie. The bridge has just collapsed. Even beyond that, <laughs> now that you're without a political party. So do you still see a future in politics for yourself? And what does that path look like? I, I'm going to take my time uh, in contemplating the future. I've had uh, a slew of offers uh, coming in um, after I lost in Sungai Buloh and certainly after I w- was expelled by the party on Friday. Uh, so I'm very thankful for these opportunities and they range from political to academic uh, to corporate um, and I'll decide and, and announce in, in due course what uh, my next move is. Um, yeah, you know, I love football. Everyone knows that. And this, I'm, I'm like a free transfer now. So uh, I'm looking for a club uh, and um, I'm s- scanning my options and, and seeing what, what makes sense uh, going forward. But it's not a decision that uh, I will make lightly. It's not something that um, I think uh, one can be flippant about. It, it is uh, serious business, politics, uh, and I still want to be involved in politics, whether and when I come back to frontline politics, uh, that's something that I want to take my uh, time with. Of course, there are opportunities that, presents, uh, that, that uh, present themselves, state elections, for instance, uh, that have to take place in the next six months or so. That's a possibility. You see um, yourself running as an independent candidate, perhaps, or with a party? Either. Either. Uh, all options are on the table. Or I could just give it a miss. Uh, and uh, focus on, as I said, other opportunities, academic business opportunities, uh, and then come back uh, at a at a later date. But as I said, it's 23 years of your life in one political party, through thick and thin. Um, it's difficult uh, for me to to move on, uh, as far as my my own heart is concerned, um, because I didn't leave. I was thrown out. I was sacked from the party. So um, I, I will need to adjust to that reality. And uh, if I choose another vehicle, I'll have to do so very carefully. What circumstances um, would you join another political party? I guess, what's the criteria? You've, you've fielded offers from Gurakan and Versatu, Priketa National have said they'd welcome you into their fold. I mean, what, what, what are you considering, I guess, in terms of what party you want to join next? So I think the consideration would be something that is aligned to my own vision for for the country, one that is inclusive, one that is uh, based on uh, good governance, one that is progressive, uh, but it also has to be a comfortable fit. 
um, there has to be chemistry there. Um, of course, joining a, a new political party will be awkward at first because presumably you would have been at loggerheads at some point as an opposing party. Uh, but um, that's what politics is about. It's about um, winning people over, convincing people. So that's something that uh, I think um, I'm up for. But again, um, it has to align with your vision uh, and not just be something that is opportunistic or expedient for, for you. Hmm. You're seen as chummy with Rafizi Ramli and Nurul Izzah Anwar of PKR. I mean, is could PKR be an alternative home for you? Is that something you've ever considered? I think I will go and listen to everyone that wants to see me. <laughs> and uh, I've had uh, no shortage of lunch invitations this week. Um, I don't think I'll be paying for lunch this week or next. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go and go and listen. I'm going to uh, listen to what people have to say. Uh, but uh, my message is I'm in no rush to decide. Uh, so let me take my time and I will be very open with um, whoever wants to uh, meet with me. Kyrie, you said inclusivity. That's an important criteria. I, are you looking to enter a party that's not race-based? You've been a, part, you've been a member of a race-based party for 23 years. Has that consideration changed? I was member of a, a race-based political party within a multiracial coalition, Barisan National. So there are layered dynamics in Amno Barisan National, as there are in PH as well. Uh, there are parties which are multiracial in name, but in reality quite dominant uh, with a single ethnic community. So. Whether I join a party which is uh, ostensibly multiracial or um, a party that is uh, race-based but part of a bigger uh, coalition, a broader church, if you like, or, wow, that's a bad term, a uh, bigger tent, if you like, um, that's something that um, I'll have to decide. There are no other coalitions that uh, are as broadly multiracial as the current unity government though is there but the unity government is not a permanent uh, political okay so uh, you're entity. in the permutations of exactly. what can happen <laughs> in the political <laughs> there are landscape there many permutations within this unity government this unity government is not a permanent entity unless it becomes a permanent entity that's that's something that i, I have to wait and see what about setting up your own party Kyrie? this is something oh, that's been dear. done successfully I mean, by amno exiles in the past is this successfully uh, we have seen uh, parties that have come up, Bersatu is still in oh, existence. Oh yeah, Bersatu, I suppose. Pekar, Pejuang maybe. is still around. Pejuang, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's all. That's always an option. Option is you join an existing party or you set up your own party. That's that's still an option. But I think uh, I'm in uh, listening mode right now to what uh, people have to say or offer. Um, but that's also presumptuous. It's as though anyone's offering me anything. <laughs> so let me go and listen to what uh, people have to say first. Do you see yourself returning to UMNO? Is that ultimately what you desire? I'm not sure. I I've given this, this question uh, some thought over the last two days. And I'm not sure that... Um, and and this, was, this was not uh, overnight. This was not over the last weekend. Uh, but the, the gradual... Um, decline of AMNO, I, I fear that it might have reached the point of no return. Uh, so if I do um, contemplate returning to AMNO, it would have to be a very 
different entity than it is uh, today. Uh, brand equity, um, also leadership uh, has uh, deteriorated tremendously. And I'm not quite sure that it can resuscitate itself. Sounds like a tall order, Kyrie, given Amno Group thinking how, despite your calls for reform, and you say that there's desire for reform that hasn't really taken shape uh, in Amno since 2018. Um, but in any case, many have drawn parallels with the trajectory of previous prime ministers. You yourself mentioned uh, several names before that left Amno but came back to the party and uh, went up to that top post. Um, is this still is this something that you take heart from? And is your ambition of leading the country as prime minister still intact? I would like to have the privilege uh, one day of leading the country. I'm not quite sure how that's going to happen now, uh, but I do understand that politics is not a linear path. Um, there are multiple troughs uh, that one has to go down uh, before they can emerge uh, as a leader, not just of their party, but of the country. So, yes, I, I, I do still uh, want to lead this country one day. Um, how I get there, I don't know. But uh, I want to make sure that the decisions that I make over the next few months are decisions that are based on a vision of a country that I'm happy and comfortable with. Kyrie, thank you very much for speaking thank with me you. today. Thank I've you. been speaking to Kyrie Jabaludin, former government minister, former MP and former member of UMNO. This has been The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.